This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The worst kept secret in Iowa athletics has officially been announced. New Iowa wide receivers coach will be John Budmeyer. David Eichel, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the Swarmcast 24-7 Sports. Sean, we've been hinting on our board for weeks now. It feels like, I mean, this goes back to even maybe a month ago about how long this has been in the works. I'm still a little bit curious as to why Kirk just didn't announce it when Lester got hired, but maybe they were putting the final touches on whether it be a contract or any of those things. But I I have several opinions about this situation, uh, and I think there are some bigger picture things we need to address. But we'll get into the the nitty-gritty of stuff in a little bit, but I just want to open it up to you about what you think of the hire. I know you and I have not really talked off the record about this, so I'm curious kind of, where you're coming from when it comes to John Budmeyer being the new I mean being the new wide receivers coach. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's not like I understand the frustration why people are kind of going with the term like, oh, this is this is classic Kirk, like this is a classic Kirk move to hire in house, you know, yada yada yada. I totally understand that. But at the end of the day, I think it's one of those things where you will mention the salary later. But it's like, how much are you really working with there? And I mean, who knows? Maybe there's something we see that Kirk knows or that Kirk likes that, you know, can make this hire work and can make it competent. Um, I don't really want to use this like comparison for every every coach, but <laughs> what position yeah. what position did Abdul Hodge play? Tight end or yep. linebacker, really good tight ends coach at Iowa. And there's like so many other examples of that. Like, yes, it's not the trendy hire. Yes, it's not a sexy hire. But I think with this offense, if you consider, I mean, look back at the Bud Meyer thing too. Like, he was also coaching the wide receivers for the last, for the latter half of the year. So maybe there was something there that Kirk liked that he felt was comfortable. Maybe the wide receivers felt comfortable with him. I don't know all the details. But I think it's one of those things where you look at, I think this, I wouldn't say it puts more pressure on Tim Lester, but I think they're really relying also on Tim Lester to make the wide receivers look better, look more competent. Yeah. Like, not competent, but like just look like an improved unit. And I think his offensive style is really going to help that thrive a bit more. And I don't think you can solely put everything on the wide receivers on the wide receivers coach like yes like they have the label they have the title but i don't think you can like fully depend on him to be like okay like i don't know like i just don't think like i get the frustration with it but i just don't think it's the end of the world like a lot of people make it out to be 
it's not a sexy hire, but this is kind of my after I spent a few minutes thinking about this, Sean. John Budmeyer is the third most important person when it comes to Iowa improving the wide receivers. It's going to come down to Kirk Ferentz and Tim Lester. Those are the two that are going to make it work. John Budmeyer has been around the game long enough where he can understand the ins and outs of routes. He was an offensive coordinator for one year at Colorado State. Footwork and all that stuff from a coaching perspective, that can be taught. He spent how many years you know, analyzing offenses, working with offenses. It's a passable hire from that standpoint. But go back this way. Iowa – Iowa's offense has not had an all-conference wide receiver since 2011 when Marvin McNutt was the first team. They haven't had a first-team, second-team, or third-team wide receiver. This is going to come down to will Kirk Ferentz allow Tim Lester to utilize the wide receivers the way he wants to? Will there be new route trees? Are they going to be blocking first? Are they going to have different route options on a certain play where the receiver has to read where you know what is it best to take a post route or is it best to do a hitch and go route is it best to do an in route or an out route those that's the kind of responsibility that the wide receivers need to have so while i understand that it's not a sexy hire i personally don't agree with the hire but like you said maybe kirk sees something that we don't and he's been obviously inside the program and he has the kind of confidence in him but it is a tough sell to the public and i do think that i'm not i think it's irresponsible to you know, if you're a former player to be upset about fans and not liking the hire. I mean, this is a guy that was brought in to help coach quarterbacks when Brian Ferentz moved to quarterback coach. Quarterbacks didn't get any better. And then, you know, he stayed on board. He was the senior assistant to the head coach, which I don't think that ever been a role before, you know, Bud Meyer took that over. And we still didn't see an improvement with the offense. So Kirk saying he has a familiarity with the Iowa program when you're in the midst of trying to rebrand your offense, that's not exactly – going to be received well from the fan base. Now, while Bud Meyer is going to be responsible for developing and recruiting wide receivers, it's up to Tim Lester to be able to put those guys in a position to succeed, but it's also going to be up to Kirk Ferentz to allow Tim Lester to run the wide receivers the way he wants to run it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's spot on. It's, like you said, by all means, not not like the trendiest hire like some of these big-time programs are making, but – I think at the end of the day, familiarity is going to help. And, I mean, we're not there practices. We hear stuff here and there. Maybe yep. there was something that Kirk felt comfortable with that, you know, wanted to make Bud Meyer the wide receivers coach. And, you know, we've we've heard a lot of pretty positive reviews already about Tim Lester and what he has kind of been able – how he's been able to integrate himself into the program how he's been able to integrate himself with the wide receiver room, especially because there like felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect with the last coaches that were there at those positions. Maybe there wasn't, but it just felt like there was something like a little off in that scheme wise. It just didn't work. And I think that Bud Meyer, I might sound stupid here, but I think Bud Meyer can take what Lester's scheme is doing and help you know, coach that more. And I think that's yeah. going to be a big, a big point too, because I think that scheme that Lester has is more proven to have success. And I mean, yes, like wide receiver coaches are doing the X's and O's, like all that kind of stuff. But like the one of the big things they're on is like development and making sure guys are in certain spots at certain times, um, you know, certain yeah. drills, like stuff like that. Like, improving certain things like that's obviously a really important part of it but 
the offense Courtney has a lot of responsibilities too with the wide receiver room and the entire offense. So I think really that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Iowa obviously has Lester coaching quarterbacks, but I think he's really going to be able to tap into that wide receiver room too, and you know have a pretty have a pretty good oversight of it or oversee it a little bit. And yeah. I think that's going to really pay off for Iowa as well. And I and I think something else that you know kind of gets lost in this because people have talked about you know did Tim Lester have a say in who's going to be the wide receiver coach? I think to a certain degree he has to. Otherwise, you know, when Tim Wester was, you know, interviewing for the job, he didn't do his full homework. And, you know, if if Kirk kind of went over Tim Wester's head to make this hire, I'd already have an uneasy feeling if I'm Tim Wester. And Kirk's been around the business too long. He has a great reputation among coaches. Like, I don't see that as an issue. So for people wondering if Lester signed on for this, I mean, I would be very surprised if he didn't. I have not heard directly from anybody in his camp or within Iowa if that had been the case. But I personally would be shocked by that. So I think you're right. I think there, if there's a good working relationship between Bud Meyer and with Lester and they can kind of complement each other to make the scheme work or at least what they want to make happen – I think that'll go a long way as well. And something else that's at least worth noting, I mean, with the NCAA rules about how many on-field coaches you can have, Bud Meyer has not really had an on-field role to this point with Iowa. So maybe there's a drastic difference in what he'd be able to work with certain aspects of like, you know, when he's, whether it be helping with the quarterbacks or a different position versus now when you can be on the field and really have that player-to-player interaction in real time. That's an aspect that we just haven't seen or we don't know about because he hasn't had the opportunity to do that yet. He's been more so in the film room, maybe in the meeting rooms, doing stuff like that. But from an X's and O's standpoint, on the field in real time, we haven't seen that. So that's where I'm going to at least be a little bit cautious in it. But I'll go back to what I said about two or three minutes ago, Sean. If you're trying to sell the public, which Kurt clearly is not, it's an impossible sell based on everything that's been out in the public and based on the resume, based on what people want. And something I kind of want to get into as well with the salary that he's going to be earning. So I want to credit Chad Lysko and the Des Moines Register for this. They put in a, a FOA request for how much John Budmeyer will be paid. John Budmeyer will be paid $375,000 this upcoming season to be the Iowa wide receivers coach. Kelton Copeland was $495,000. That's a drastic drop down, Sean. And, and I'm not, maybe it's because he's a first year wide receiver coach, but at the same time, when you give all these other guys raises within the Iowa program, and what's the worst position group traditionally in the Kirk Ferentz era, either side of the ball, it's been wide receivers. So people, Kind of want to see not a home run hire, but a guy with a stacked resume that has to prove a wide receiver coach. With that budget, Sean, you're not getting anybody. You're not getting anybody that's well-known. So I think it's also Kirk's putting a lot of eggs in this Bud Meyer basket. Uh, and he clearly feels good enough to do it. But with the salary and everything else, again, from a public perspective and to me, it's it's a really, really tough sell. Uh, 
I guess, what are your thoughts on it? It's just, it's, it's a tough sell. Yeah, I'll say this. I think the wide receiver production and everything, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I think that's going to rely more on Tim Lester than it is John Budmeyer. And that maybe sound like a really basic thing to say or really an obvious thing to say, but I think if this wide receiver room is going to take that next step, it's going to be Lester that, you know, his schemes, everything that he does makes more sense or, you know, makes just seems like better than it was in the last, you know, last couple of years. So if I'm like, yes, I get it. Like not a good, not a, not a trendy hire, not one that's going to open a lot of eyes, but at the end of the day, it's, it's Tim Lester's scheme. And, you know, Bud Myers just kind of the one that needs to teach it and also help some of these guys develop. So I think, like I said, it's going to be a more on Lester than it is Bud Meyer. Yeah. And I, and again, I'm with you on that. I think the best thing Bud Meyer can do is instill confidence in those guys, teach those guys, and more importantly, help get some more premier wide receiver prospects on the recruiting trail. He's a young guy. I know people are a little bit skeptical about his recruiting considering, you know, he was Deacon Hill's first scholarship offer. He's the reason why Deacon Hill is at Iowa right now, but you know, you know who else is also in an Iowa uniform? That's a lot because of Bud Meyer. That's Cade McNamara who won a big 10 title, who obviously was hurt last year, didn't have the best showing, but clearly was not at 100%. So I think you, if you're getting criticized him for Deacon Hill, you have to promote, you have to praise him for, for Cade McNamara. Uh, he's got a lot of energy. If he can be well-liked on their career trail, if he can develop guys within the locker room, I, I think that's going to go a long way as well. But again, it's, when it comes to the wide receivers, I think Bud Myers, the third most important figure on this team as far as how will they be utilized? Kirk's one, Lester's two. Because Kirk has to allow Lester to do what he wants to do with the wide receivers. But, you know, like you said, the other thing is, I mean, you, you, there's at least a couple young guys, I think, that have potential to grow this upcoming season. I still think Caleb Brown could be really, really valuable. But another stat that was brought to my attention, this is from John Miller, who is a longtime columnist for Iowa football. Uh, he said the last time Iowa had a wide receiver finish in the top 100 in FPS in total yards in a season was 2010. Daryl Johnson, Koulianos, and Marvin McNutt were both in the top 100. Hawkinson was in his 90s during his last season, but he was a tight end. So Iowa has gone 13 seasons without a wide receiver in the top 100 total yards. I don't, And he said, I don't know if there's any other Power 5 program like that. I don't know if there's any other program in the Big Ten that's gone 13 years without an all-conference caliber wide receiver. Not even 13. I, I would venture that's impossible. So Iowa, at the end of the day, one, they need more talent, the wide receiver room. Two, the route trees and the schemes have to be different. You have to put them in a position. Three, you can't be a block first wide receiver program you just I get you want to run the ball I get blocking is important you're not playing if you're at Iowa but if you're prioritizing wide receivers to block better than catch better that you're never going to reach anything big time that that's just the way modern football is played and on top of that you're not going to be getting talent because if you're telling them they're going to be blocking on the field 35 40 times a game Sean and they get three targets you're never getting anybody in an Iowa uniform you're going to be getting Mac level if not lower level recruits 
So there's a variety of things I think that need to be changed. I get that the Budmeyer hire is not sexy. Again, I think they probably should have shelled out some more cash and gotten a more proven guy. But it's it's wait and see. And I know I feel like I've been hammering this point home, but I think people do need to realize John Budmeyer will not be the reason why Iowa's wide receivers are make or break. It's going to depend on other factors as well. It's not solely on Budmeyer, and that's why, at least to me, I can at least justify the hire to that degree. But I'm also still incredibly skeptical if it's going to be possible or not, or if it's going to be a good hire or not. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on personnel too, and you mentioned it, recruiting guys, and that comes with proven results on the field. And, you know, it's it hasn't been – wide receiver recruiting has not been a strength of Iowa the last couple of years. That's obviously been a – been a hot topic outside of that 2021 year uh, with Keegan Johnson, Brody Brecht, and Arlen Bruce. But obviously, look look how that kind of panned out. So a lot of it's going to depend on, depend on personnel. That's going to be that's going to be the big thing. And the one way you get improved personnel is to show that on the field. So that's why step year one is so important with this Iowa staff because yes, you can make the piece things work in Leicester system work with the type of receivers that Iowa has now. But in order to take that next step, you need more talented guys on the field. You need guys in the wide receiver room to take that next step. And, you know, that's where year one is going to be really important. It's a missed opportunity at the end of the day, I think, also, too. I mean, how many times we documented – how many times though Iowa wide receiver finished their career as a Hawkeye since 2012? I think five. Everybody else either transfers or you know quits football or switches sports if you're Brody Brecht. And understandably so, he's going to be a top 10 pick probably in this upcoming MLB draft after this year at Iowa. So not coaching. the He has good football acumen. He's never played the position, never coached the position. And I think yeah, when you but go you don't, from – You don't need to play the position. That's You don't need to play the position. Maybe wide receiver is different, I, but I don't, think, I don't think it's a big deal that he hasn't played the position. Here's here's why he's a I quarterback, say so he's aware. I I understand, but here's why I'm saying it could matter to some degree. Or if you look at other factors, if you look at other coaches, the fact that Iowa's wide receivers, how many power five units are worse at their position group than Iowa is at wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, and that's why I'm that's why I'm saying like that's where I think having that in place, that's where I feel like it could have been at least some sort of factor, especially on the recruiting trail. Because if you're going to try to get guys in from the transfer portal, et cetera, and you've never coached the position, Iowa wide receiver has that sort of resume already and how many guys don't go to the NFL, Iowa's wide receiver. I think that's where, you know, if I'm a recruit's parent or transfer portal's parent, I'm a little bit skeptical on Iowa. And that's where I think it's going to be yeah. a tough sell. I think it's more skeptical, obviously, the results. That's where I think it's going to be. If yeah. there's results, then you can sell it more. Um, and then they see that in coaching. So. If Caleb Brown goes out there and has 50 or 60 catches this upcoming season and is used in a variety of ways, that's already a great building block how you sell versatility with the Iowa offense. Yes, yes, exactly. So I'm with you. I I, I would advise people not to freak out. I understand there's going to be criticism around it, and I think Kirk's self-aware enough that there is going to be criticism. Uh, And, you know, here's the other part, too, which I don't think we've mentioned – John Budmeyer does know football. He has a good – again, there's a decent reputation around him. You think he wants to go from offensive coordinator to senior assistant to the head coach to being a, pes- a position coach? I think he's going to be really, really fired up. 
to really try to get after it and kind of, I don't want to say change the trajectory of his career, but also kind of revitalize it from a bigger aspect than just him at Iowa. So maybe that plays a factor in it as well. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm scratching at the surface. Maybe I'm reaching for something, but I think it'd be irresponsible to at least not bring that up as well. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, all right, man. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about this spring ball. I believe their first practice is March 20th. If I remember properly, there are some graphics that have got out. I know we will have the spring ball schedule here. Hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we will share that with you at HawkeyeInsider.com. Stay locked in to all of our coverage at HawkeyeInsider.com. Hawkeyes on 247 at David Eichel at SBOC 247, and we'll be back soon. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.